0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby, back after a break. When you're tired, rest if possible. Hope everybody's been good. Um, And, yeah, let's get back into the reading of uh, Community Control of the Poor Community by Lorenzo Comboa Irvin. We are on the section entitled The Drug Epidemic. A new form of poor genocide? Question mark. One of the worst forms of criminality is drug dealing, and it deserves some separate comments all in its own. There's a negative drug soap culture in the poor community that glorifies or at least makes acceptable drug use, even though it is killing us and destroying our community. In fact, very often we hear of some junkie in our community dying from an overdose of drugs. Or of some street corner drug dealer dying from shootout over a dispute of ripoff during a drug deal gone sour. The tragedy of the latter is that these days' innocent victims, children, or elderly people have also been gunned down in the crossfire. The drug addict is another tragic figure. He or she was a human being just like anyone else, but because of an oppressive social environment, sought drugs to ease the pain or to escape temporarily from the concrete jungles we are forced to live in the urban ghettos. With the introduction of crack, a more powerful derivative of cocaine, which made its appearance in the 1980s in America, even more problems and tragedies of this sort developed. More addicts, more street gang killings, and more deterioration of our communities. In the major urban areas, there have almost always been drug users. What is new is the depth of penetration of crack to poor communities in most areas of the world. But the spread of crack is just a follow-up to massive government drug peddling that began at the end of the decade of the 1960s in America. The White House is the rock house, meaning the U.S. political administration is behind the whole drug trade. The U.S. government has actually been smuggling drugs into the USA for many years aboard CIA and military planes to use in chemical warfare against poor America. At first, mostly heroin was imported from the Golden Triangle of Southeast Asia during the Vietnam War. But with the introduction of crack cocaine, there was no need to import drugs into the country at the same rate as before because it could be chemically prepared in a mainland lab and distributed immediately. Crack created a whole new generation of drug clients and customers for the drug dealers. It was cheap and highly addictive. Crack and other drugs are a huge source of profits for many governments, and it keeps the poor community passive and politically indifferent. That is the main reason why we cannot depend upon the police force or the government to stop the drug trafficking or help the victims hooked on drugs. They are pushing the drugs to beat us down. On the one hand, but the state is also made more powerful because of the phony, quote, War on Drugs, which allows police state measures in poor and oppressed communities. And because of the millions in government monetary appropriations made by law enforcement agencies who supposedly are putting down the traffic in drugs. But they never go after the bankers or the big business pharmaceutical companies who fund the drug trade, just the street level dealers who are usually poor. Unemployment is another reason that drug trafficking is so prevalent in our communities. Poor people will desperately look for any way to make money, even the very drugs that are destroying our community. When people have no jobs or income, drugs look very lucrative and the best way out of the situation. In fact, the drug economy has become the only income in which many poor households the drug economy has become the only income in many poor households. The only thing that some people perceive will lift them out of the lives of desperate poverty. Clearly, decent jobs at a union wage are part of the answer to ending drug trafficking in our community, rather than depending on the police, courts, and the state. The cops are not our friends or allies, and must be exposed for their part in protecting the trade rather than suppressing it. Only the community can stop drug trafficking, and it is our responsibility, however, you look at it. After all, those junkies are our brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, neighbors and friends. They are no strangers. We must organize to save their lives and the life of our community. We must establish anti-drug programs in all poor communities. We must expose the counter, the government's role as pusher of drugs, along with that of the police, as a protector of the drug trade. But also, we must be prepared to help the drug victim with street counseling, street clinics where they can be cleaned up and learn to trade, and the socio-political reasons for drug use. Propaganda against drug use and other activities. Junkies are victims of the drug society, which thinks it's cool to use drugs. Kids are some of the biggest victims of drug dealing when they are tricked or forced by economic necessity into using or selling. The user and the dealers are both victims, but the dealers are not entirely innocent. Even though the poor man on the corner selling drugs is a victim of the economic and political system that makes him do it, drug dealers are a corrupt, dangerous breed that must be stopped. Many people have been killed or seriously injured for naively trying to oppose drug dealers and making them leave their neighborhoods. Therefore, the policy with junkies would be more benevolent and understanding. With dope dealers, we must be cautious, even ruthless, when it's called for. We need to try to win them over first with an economic and political program to draw them away from the drug trade. But many of the dealers are so violence prone, especially the big shots who are protected by the cops, they must be opposed by both military and political means. Definitely 100%. Um, So, um, speaking about, like he was saying, people who are addicted to drugs. It's like, for a lot of people, nobody woke up in the middle of the day and said, you know what? I think I'm going to be a drug addict right now. And I think I'm going to spend my life addicted to this drug. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's not a choice. And usually the people that really struggle with these, these uh, drugs and, and struggle with addiction in any area, that's their, that's their only way to cope. It's like a medicine. It's like something that eases the, the physical pain, the mental pain. The emotional pain that many people have gone through in life. Some people have gone through things that are just unimaginable. Stuff you hear about, like you can't even fathom. It's like a horror movie. And you're just like, you know what, I get it. Just go. Do what you need to do because I personally would not be able to survive. I would not be alive right now. I'd be somewhere out of my mind. If I had to live through that same stuff, so I think definitely with people who are who use drugs and are addicted and uh, whatever you want to call them, there's a level of compassion. There, there should be no judgment at all, um, as far as the addiction goes. Now, if they've hurt people and stuff like that, then that's a, that's something else that we can deal with because that's a different issue. But overall. The person that is addicted to drugs is not a bad person. It's our job to help as much as we can um, to relieve relieve some of that addiction, some of that dependency, so that you can live and everybody can live uh, a better life. Um, So definitely, the way that we view... Uh, addiction now it's gotten better because you know it affects the white people and uh, the white middle class people so people are talking about feelings and, and these aren't monsters anymore but we'll see um the the business of drug dealing is because it's a black market business there aren't any rules um Nobody's nobody's gotten together and created any laws on how things are supposed to go. So it pretty much anything goes. Get the money. That is the number one factor. That is the number one goal in everything. So if your number one goal is, is getting capital, is getting profit, it is, it's capitalism on steroids. It's literally in a libertarian dream. Um, And because of that, there's no ethics, no morals. There's just none. And... It, that type of economy in a community that's already poor, that's already oppressed, that's already going through all this other shit, that's that's the last thing our communities need. And the fact that with this economy brings so much violence, so much exploitation, so much murder, so much uh just everything bad. It brings the police over here. It just we 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 can't have them in our communities. There's just no other way around it. It is not no ethical. It's not no ethical drug dealing going on. It it just don't exist. Cause what is ethics in a in a unethical business? Um, and not saying because it's drugs that it is unethical. There's no real moral um, I don't put any moral standing on a drug but it's just the fact that the nature of the business is a capitalist business with no rules it's an Iron Rand Bioshock ass land out there and because of that the people that are already exploited in a structured capitalist society going to get even more exploited and uh, we see that all the time we see the children that get recruited early to do this type of stuff because you know they don't know no better they they take the fall they get uh initiated into doing all these horrible things all for the all for the sake of money all for the sake of capitalism um and we and we see how people these these people they know that certain things are um hurting the community They know certain drugs are wreaking havoc on the community. But they will continue to sell it because it's about money. That's all it's about. And then Jay-Z say something about how he was selling stuff to his mama. He was like, he's better for me than somebody else. Like, that is just such bullshit. That is like... Yeah, so he's saying we need to get them out. Period. Point blank, period. I agree 1,000%. Because... There's no contribution, and people can say, "Well, you know, they give to the, they give to this, they give to that, they do a food drive, so and so, so and so, they give." I can say the same thing about Target. I can say the same thing about Apple. I can say the same thing about Walmart. Everybody got a charity. Everybody do shit to to for public perception to get whatever people on their side or whatever. But overall. The business in itself is a capitalist business. It is not outside of critique. It's not outside of the same shit we talk about all the time. So, anybody participating in that, anybody that's over that, anybody enabling uh, that type of business is an enemy of the people. It it just is what it is. Um, Okay. So, he says, We are not advocating the summary murder of people, but we are saying it takes death to bring about a change in the community, so be it. The issue of death is essentially an issue of who is doing the dying. It can be direct and exercised against the death merchant, or it can be indirect and exercised against our youth if we let it. To be aware of a dangerous situation and not move to change it is to be as responsible for that dangerous situation as those who created it in the first place. We cannot just simplify the problem by saying just a Kill a few street-level dealers and that will end it. No, it won't. And we don't want to do it that way. They are just poor people trying to survive the system, just pawns in the drug game, whose lives don't matter to the big capitalists or the government. Exactly. When they say... So these street level dealers will be killed or imprisoned, but the drug peddling system will go on. This is a socio political problem which can be best addressed by grassroots organizing. It is the corporate and industrial backers of the drug trade, not just the corner dealer, that must not only be exposed but be moved on. In addition to educational, agitational, and other action, there must be military action by revolutionary cells. The underground actions, which we are asking people to move on, can be carried out by a relatively small group of dedicated people, a revolutionary cell of armed fighters who have been trained in guerrilla tactics. But even these small groups of people must have the support of the neighborhoods in order to function. Otherwise, people will not know it from another violent gang. Once the social cohesiveness exists amongst the community, then we can begin to put this proposal into action against the most violent high-level drug dealers We are addressing ourselves to what can more or less be considered guidelines for dealing with the problem on a neighborhood or community-wide level than at a higher level. What can we do? One, set up drug education classes in the community for the youth, especially to expose the nature of the drug trade, who it hurts, and how the government, banks, and pharmaceutical companies are behind it all. Two, expose the death merchants and their police protectors. Photos, posters, flyers, newsletters, etc. Harassment of the dealers, i.e. threatening phone calls, knocking the drug product, having people marching outside their place of business, and other tactics. Set up drug rehabilitation clinics so that junkies can be treated, can study the nature of their oppression, and can be won over to revolutionary politics. We must win people away from the drug use into the revolution. 5. physical elimination of the dealer, intimidation, driving the person out of a neighborhood or out of a town, beating and assassination where necessary. Drugs are death. We must fight drug addiction by any means necessary. Do all you can to help our people in the anti-drug war. Okay, I like number I like number 1. Because I think that can be set up similar to how we do how we do like the exposés on the um, these corporations and stuff like that. And, you know, how we talk about, you know, the CEO is making this much and you're working this hard and you're only making this much. This is how much profit you make. This is what the money, uh, your, the profits are going to. This is what they're funding. This is what they're lobbying for. A similar thing can be done on the drug level. A lot of kids... They see the everybody get the fresh shoes. They see people with the fresh cars. They see people, you know, living a um, in a capitalist capitalist society where they're seen as a successful life. And nobody really or at least not for me. The only thing they really said was, Drugs is bad, don't do drugs, don't get in the game, yada yada yada. But they never really like broke down. Like who are all the players behind it? Like Who is controlling who? And who really is the mover of things? And where is your place? Like, if you get here, you literally have no value. You make hardly any money. And you will be thrown to the wolves as soon as something goes down. Like, I think something like that would be very beneficial. Because people, it's just like with any uh a, a job any corporation any organization people think if I just work hard then eventually i'm gonna become i'm gonna become big meat. i'm gonna become a, this person i'm gonna become frank lucas i'm gonna become all this like that's not the way it goes, but certain things have to be exposed. we just have to talk about it, and we need people with knowledge and that have actually you know been through it lived through it to talk about it and give their stories because These kids, they're getting preyed upon early. And it's not always about the money. Like, we know, especially when it comes to, like, gangs and stuff like that, they prey on these uh, kids, these little boys, specifically. And they give them um, a false sense of brotherhood, a false sense of community, a false sense of love, just to be uh, manipulated, exploited, and to be used by everybody else. So, that's something else that needs to be addressed as well. But what we keep going to is this emotional thing. You know, it's, it's, it's not theoretical and it ain't, you know, all, you know, logical and stuff like that. But some people just need love and acceptance. That's the first thing. That's the first step to open up anybody's eyes. Show them something different. In a world that is telling kids and black people, poor people, you ain't shit, you ain't worth shit, you ain't gonna never be shit unless you change yourself and become somebody else. Unless you hop on somebody else back, unless you exploit somebody else, you'll never be nothing. The best way to combat that is to tell them different and to show them different. Show them Love. Show them respect. Show them that they are valuable in who they are. They don't have to change nothing to gain value. And that is the first step, along with everything else. Drug rehabilitation centers are needed that are devoid of religion. Let's just put that out there. We ain't going to get into that conversation, but people need a coping mechanism that is healthy, that will help and sustain them for their life, which is something we we continue to learn. Lots of people that ain't even on drugs still have trouble finding ways to cope. And I feel like that's something that we can all learn from each other with. Like we all live in this life, we all going through things. What are some things you do when you're feeling sad? What are some things you do to keep yourself grounded? What what are ways that you, you know, calm. The anxiety in your in your mind, and that could be a class in itself. To be honest, um, physical elimination of the dealer, intimidation, drawing that person out the neighborhood. Agreed, one thousand percent. And that's something we talked about. Like, and some people don't want to talk about this, but it is what it is. If this is real, like we really fighting for liberation. Like this ain't no game. This ain't no. LARPing thing It's going to get to the point where we're not just pointing the toolies at the, the police or the military there are non-governmental people who are causing just as much harm structurally that need to be dealt with the same and there's something to think about because there's a time when it's going to come. People will say, "This no, 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 no. If an enemy of the people is an enemy of the people, I don't care what they drive. I don't care where they live. I don't care uh, what they do, w- whatever they title, whatever. An enemy of the people is an enemy of the people. The enemy of the people needs to be eliminated. They cannot be here. They cannot be accepted, especially living amongst, uh, working amongst Fellowshipping amongst? Hell no. So, yeah, dudes on the money. And um, it's definitely something to be thinking about as well. Um, I think, I don't know, guys. What what do y'all think? I don't have, I'm going to tell y'all right now. I don't have much experience uh, with drugs or the dealing of said drugs. But I'm sure there's plenty of people that, that listen that have uh, some insight on any of that and uh, may have some things they want to share. May have other perspectives. Maybe Lorenzo going too hard. Maybe we both going too hard. Maybe we ain't going hard enough. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah, hit us up in the comments uh, on social media. Preferably, let's do Instagram because Twitter, we trying to take a break every once in a while. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to add or on our YouTube and, uh, yeah, that is the end of the drug section. We will go to arm defense, uh, next time. So everybody, this has been Agave and this has been Building Our Power. Thanks.